Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi, everyone. On this episode of the podcast, I catch up with renowned breeding expert David Brash for an update on the current breeding scene, including some of the sires that he thinks are going to have the biggest impact moving forward. And we also answer some of your questions. A big thank you to Hound Haulers and Hiders Australia for supporting this podcast. And if you would like to contact Dave to do a test mating for yourself, you can find him at pedigreesbydesign.com. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, so I did just want to have a, a brief chat before we get into the questions first about where you think the, the breeding scene is at the moment. I mean, obviously, I I see a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just stepping away from it at the moment due to, you know, rising in cost of living and, and all the rest of it. But do you mm-hmm. find that, you know, with the current crop of sires and, you know, the potential brood bitches and that out there that, you know, our breeding scene is strong and, and heading in a, in a good direction at the moment? Look... Yes and no, and I'll tell you why. Um, yes, because there's so much money to be won, and and look at Queensland's Swinder Carnival, uh, how how rich that was, and and people are buying properties up there just so that they can get up there to to go to the carnivals, you know, and even for the future when their new track starts. Um, but no, because we're being stuck with uh, retirees and no one can take them and no one, you know, we can't get rid of them. And, uh, and I think unless the authorities um, uh, actually, you, you know, do something about that uh, and not just say to us, well, you bred the bloody dog, it's, it's yours forever. That will wipe us out. Yep. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. want to say that, but that's, yeah. you know, the, the authorities have to say to us, look, we, we, we you know, the, the, the thing to, that, you know, they were sending dogs over to America, they couldn't get enough in America. Yep. Well, that that should be fostered more and more and more and more, you know, yep. those sorts of things because we're, we're getting stuck with these dogs. I know, I know I got a phone call from a guy in called Neil Lyford, who I've known for yonks, and he lives in New South Wales, and he said to me, he said, I've got four dogs. He said, said, I've got a heap of others, but he said, I've got these four dogs. They're all litter mates. He said, they are stone mad. He said, they just chase anything. He said, not one of them is worth having. He said, I can't give them away. He said, they're so aggressive. He said, said, there's no hope of rehoming them. He said, I'm stuck with them for 15 years. Yep. So, and what do I want them for? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's that needs to be addressed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe I don't know. There, there, there might be a um, uh, a program for you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. What about what about the actual calibre and quality of litters? Like, you know, I know we've spoken previously about, you know, sometimes you get a bit frustrated when you see certain matings and think, oh, you know, why did they choose that? But, you know, with the 
with the but resources. People are still breeding with rubbishy stuff. Yeah. But it's still, but they, I think, you know, look, I was talking to a guy this morning. He, he bred the, uh, that dog Brimstone who won the big, uh, the young, the, uh, the young guns at Ipswich last night. And, and he made really great sense about the, his pedigree uh, analysis on what he did and, and why he did it and all that. So there are people around who are able to understand it and also, um, you know, uh, do it properly, I suppose, is, is, for want of a better word. But... Uh, you know, but there's still people who just breed anything and they get what they deserve, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, do you do you see it in improving given that, you know, there's so many resources out there now that people can use to, to match up their breeding? Like, are you seeing it improving or is it sort of just still saying the same? Well, I, I, I still... I still see people do silly things. Yeah. You know, um, but... You can't, you know, hey, people still speed, people still go through red lights, yeah, people still right. drink drive. You can't, you can't educate everyone to, uh, because they, you know, they'll look at a pedigree design and say, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, but speak- I, I remember it's really interesting when I first started in dogs back in the eighties, and uh, and I started writing a magazine and I was started training myself, and I think I've mentioned in the past where I. I sort of, to educate myself, I started talking to all these premier trainers and breeders and all that sort of stuff and picked up what they on their their stuff. Well, I, I, I used to see people would say to me, oh, this is that and I did that and I trained this and I, and, uh, and, and you knew that was coming from, what we tried to educate them with, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it does sink in, but that'll only sink into the people who want to learn. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Speaking of um, current stud dogs, I mean, you know, I know we've said this um, many times before, a bit like a broken record, people are quite spoilt for choice and it seems to be every day that there's a new dog going to stud but are there any that have sort of hit the market recently that you're you know really keen to see how they progress oh look um um tommy shelby's anything flying he's Mm. he's flying yeah yeah he's he's um He's a really good young sire, which also means his half-brother, Jungle Juice, can make it. Yeah. Um, you know, Feral Frankie, he's, he's an obvious one. He's going great. Uh, and his brother, Good Odd Serrata, is going, you know, he's going okay without the without the uh, opportunities that Feral Frankie had because he went to stud early. Uh, I, I see young dogs like already I'm recommending uh, Amron Boy. I think he's got a pedigree that really suits a lot of bitches. Yeah. Um, and... Postman Pat, how do you how do you say no to him? He's he's a machine. Um, and then there's his sire uh, hooked on Scotch, uh, like Michael Ivers produced that dog uh, the other day that at, at 16 months old smashed the track record, yeah. 17 months old smashed the track record at Gosford yep. in a trial. <laughs> Jeez, 
<laughs> you know, so so there's there's hooked on scotch. You know, there's a there's a lot of nice young sires around, but then there's also the good old ones. You know, the, the obviously Fernando, and well, you can't get Barcia anymore, but. Uh, you know, they, look, they, and, and a, a son of Barcia needs to step up. Um, uh, they're going okay. Well, obviously, uh, Aston DB was great. Well, and and there's no risk Aston Rupee will be a great sire because he served over 200 bitches. He yeah. has to. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, yeah. yeah, I was just having a look at his before. The, the oldest ones are, are just over. Yes. Just twelve or thirteen months yeah. of age. Yeah, so it's um yeah probably towards the back end of the year you'll you'll probably start hearing yeah. reports about how yeah. some of them are going. But yeah, he's had so many bitches. I mean, I'm yeah I'm a bit fascinated to see how it's all that's all going to play out. But yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, look, I, I, Noel Mugovan who bred uh, who bred my bitch Rashida, and he's got uh, uh, he uh, bred and raised McInerney. He uh, he's got a litter by uh, Aston Rupee. He tells me he said absolutely loves them. He said they are wonderful pups. So yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, any any stud dogs that uh, you know any any overseas? of the sorry that should have gone overseas. Yeah, or that you think could put like I know obviously I guess still with the COVID sort of stuff, I'm guessing there's still some restrictions and that around and it probably has made it a bit harder. But, yeah, like, I mean, everyone's sort of just been like, oh, wow, look at what, you know, Postman Pat and that have done over here. I said, yeah, but he's by an Australian sire. So it's sort of. And, he, and, his, and his mother was, it, it, it's it's all Australian. Yeah, blood. yeah, every, that's every right. His pedigree is Australian blood. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, do you think any of our sires, you know, hypothetically, if we were to send straws over there, could possibly make it overseas? To, to Ireland and all that. Yeah. Oh, look, look, what 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 happens? I'll just just give you a little thing. Um, Darren Pulio sent out of range over there years ago, and he's done very well. But he said to me, and and a mate of mine owns Orchestrate, who won the Brisbane Cup, and he just retired recently, and he won six hundred thousand or something, and he was a really great dog, and he would be perfect to go to Ireland. Hi everyone, just a quick break in the podcast. I just wanted to send a shout out to the sponsors of this episode, Hound Haulers Transport, who you can find on Facebook or Google search them and also Hiders Australia. You can find them on Facebook as well or Google search them and follow the prompts on their website to purchase their products. A big thank you to everybody for listening to this episode and I hope you enjoy my chat with David Brash you can find further details on how to get him to do a test mating for yourself at pedigreesbydesign.com. Thanks again for listening. And if you'd like to get in contact with me at all, please send me an email at thegreyhoundgirlau at gmail.com. Now back to my chat with Dave. Yeah, no, there's like, uh, that dog, Orchestrate, would be perfect to go to Ireland because he's got a he's got a first section record at Albion Park that... Uh, that the Irish would love. Love, yep. yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I'll get yeah. into some of the questions that people have sent through. I know we've touched on some of these previously, so, you know, apologies. A couple of them are double-ups, but, you know, never, yeah. um, you know, like me, like yourself, you know, we always want to talk about breeding, so it doesn't hurt to <laughs> repeat ourselves on occasion. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> 
Um, This person asked us the age of the brood bitch matter and how close in age um, should her litters be? Look, there's a Paul Wheeler used to. He said to me ages and ages and ages ago. uh, He used to breed with his best bitches every time they were they came on. Now that's a that's a long time ago that he said that because at the end Paul and and now Brendan had that many uh, that many really high class bitches to breed with. They couldn't breed with them all. They would have had ten thousand pups on the place. (laughs) It would have, would have ruined the whole place, you yeah. know. So they had to be selective. Um, I know with my own bitch, uh, Rashida, she had her, her Basti Bar litter and uh, and got through that good and then came on season. Uh, we put her to Aston DB, uh, came through that great, and and she's been on season, but I let her miss. And that was purely not, not because she was not healthy or not, ready to have another litter. It was just purely a, uh, a personal thing that I've got to have an operation. So I couldn't have pups arriving right at the time when I'm coming out of hospital. So yeah. that was the problem, you know. Yeah. So, oh, look, it's a natural thing. I don't know. The only reason I would not breed with a bitch uh, is if she was not well. And they have to be healthy, they have to be looking great, they have to be galloping around the paddock, you know, uh, some poor old thing that might be 10 or 11. Uh, <clears throat> we'll work that out in human age and see whether you, uh, your great-grandmother wants to have a baby. It's <laughs> not going to happen, is it? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Come on, Granny. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like I hear people say, oh, you know, I, I like to use sires that, you know, are, are possibly young, maybe haven't had too many starts, you know, weren't sort of burnt out. So, you know, I, I suppose you can use the same analogy when you're looking at your bitch. You don't want one, like you said, that's, you know, just exhausted and, you know, you know maybe just too old and had enough of everything and, yeah, yeah like the same. That's, and, that's, and that's the people who know the bitch. They, they've got to know that bitch, haven't they? You know, they, they've got to have her and, and know that she's well and and all that sort of stuff. And if, if, if they're not, well, then why breed with her? Why put her through it? How are your pups going to be, you know? Yeah. And, and that's that's a worry. Um, uh, we always get this one, and I and I wrote an article a little while ago about bitches being over raced, and people have this theory that oh, they're they're better brood bitches if they only have twenty so thirty starts. Well, we've got the statistics that, that shoot that out the door. They just it's just crazy, you know. Yep. So many great bitches and great mothers, great producers. I've had 50, 60, 80, 100, 110 starts, and yeah. it means nothing. And they've produced great, great dogs. You know, well, look at Born Ali, the McInerney's mother. She had 90 something starts, yeah. and she's been a fabulous Group One producer. So, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make any difference to them. And I think age either. 
unless they're uh, unless they're not well or not not or unless they're feeling their age, you know. Yeah. But in these day and age, you know, um, uh, governing bodies have a uh, a restriction. They will restrict you on what you what you use. You know how. how how many litters the bitches will have and things like that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think in New South Wales, once they're over eight, you have to get um, special permission special to breed permission. anymore. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, next question mm-hmm. is what oh, – I'll say what are some of um, your most uh, successful recommended matings. You can touch on, you know, your most successful or you can touch on a couple. Um, yeah, I'm happy however you well, want to answer yeah, it. Whatever, Sleeve. So yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and those, you know. Yeah, yeah, and the guy uh, when, when uh, Feral Frankie and uh, Good Odd Serrata were bred, you know, they uh, Barry Ward talked to me about it first, and I said, you know, that's the go, and and uh, yeah, way back to old Techno Man who won, who gave the Berman family their first group dog, you know, that sort of stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, last night's winner launch launch code, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep. but it's it's a, it's 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 not necessarily a case of just your champions. There's there's lots of nice dogs, you know, that yeah. uh, that yep. people ring up and say. Well, I'll, I'll give you an instance. A bloke uh, rang me a little while ago with a bitch called Fat Boy's Dream, who's a really nice bitch in Sydney. Yeah, she's made four group finals. Yeah, I put the pedigree for her, and he's come back. He said, "Right, oh, what do I put her to now?" You know that sort of stuff. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Speaking of like dogs like, you know, Seneki, I mean, you like he again, another one you could just, you know, probably a bit underrated at stud, but you know, must give you you know, must be so proud of him how he's going at stud considering, you know, you think, Well I played a part in, in that. Yeah, J is J. Yeah, yeah, look at look at look at that, you know, and, and uh, I know that bitch got beat last night, but Professor Snitch, it's a it's a nice uh, you know, he, he's a very good sire now. He took a while to to, to get there, um, but uh, you know, uh, hey Jay uh, Jay, what you know, Seneca's track record at Albion Park was broken by his son. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's a huge thing. Yeah. 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 No, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, I know we have spoken about this before, but what are your thoughts on repeat matings? Oh, 100%. It never worries me in the slightest. Yep. 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 No, I've, I've, uh, I've always thought... Uh, Repeat matings are okay, and, and look, everyone will will come up with the uh, the reasons. Oh, look at this one, look at that one, but they always forget the ones that are proven uh, time and time again. And Michael Ivers is the, is uh, tornado tears. He is tears. All those that four litters, every litter had had uh, had group dogs and uh, and multiple city winners. So. That uh, that shoots everyone's, you know, complaints about repeat matings out the out the door. Yeah, yeah, really does. Yeah. yeah, is that yeah. um is that one of the better sort of repeat matings that you've seen? Is, oh, are there no, any others? power to burn. She yep. was she's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, look, you know, uh, there's that many around. Um, you know, it just it just works. Yeah, yep. it just works. Yep. Yeah. No, nice, nice. Um, 
what new like I know we sort of spoke a little bit about some new size but yeah um are there any sort of that you've got e-tag that you think could possibly be you know the next boom sire oh well already already um um Tommy Shelby's doing it and uh and the uh, and and for the future well the mere fact that Tommy that um Aston Rupees had 200 pitches means he has to be a success yep They'll all be raving about him this time next year. Yeah. Because his, his pups will be winning everywhere, and that and that has to happen because he's he's uh, he's had so many bitches, you know. Yeah. 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 Any um any dog like probably not just even size any any dams or or dogs at the moment racing that you think um you know will turn out to be nice producers. Oh look, postman Pat, he, he's got everything. He's got everything. He's got early speed. He's strong to the line. Uh, he's running the Brisbane Cup when he missed the start. You know, he should have run 12th instead of running second uh, because he missed the start. And he had to run up hard in a, in a group one and then he got pushed off the track and then he's come back into second and, and he's held on for second. Uh, admittedly, he got beat a few lengths. Uh, but that dog was in front. He's run 30, uh, 29.40-something. Well, that was a phenomenal run yeah. by Postman Pat. He yeah. is such a good dog. Yeah. And he's got a beautiful pedigree for a stud dog. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, he has to he, – he has to make it, and I and I know he's going to stand with Darren Pulio at uh, with uh, with his father. Oh, school. lovely! Oh, yeah, that'll be yeah, nice. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah, beautiful. Darren, Darren, Darren's been doing the work. Poor <laughs> 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 old Jason. He doesn't know it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a team! What a team of size he'll have then. Wow. Yes, I know. I know. Um, now we were speaking about before we started recording that you've had a request recently to do a pedigree analysis for Wing Chung Girl, who I know because you know obviously raced to races around here and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, can you just for people that are interested, obviously in in approaching yourself to do that work for them, where do you start? Because I know we've spoken about it before. You always look at the mum first. Um, yeah, look at, you look at a pedigree. You look at what she is. Look, look there's, a, there's a few things that I do first. First thing you look at her pedigree. Now she's a Barcia bale out of Bellarico. Now she's inbred to hallucinate and pure octane. Her half brothers. Now she's out of Bellarico, and that's um, she, she's the mother of um, Hardstyle Rico, and a, and a really good dog called Adana Rico. Now. I look at her pedigree. She what a sire is. She's and look at her, her race performances. What sort of distance she ran, uh, and and also her weight. She's nearly twenty eight kilos. So what do you do? You look at what the family's done and and what her mother's worked with. Obviously, she's worked with Bella Infrared, the US dog, to produce Hardstyle Rico. So what do you do? You can you, yes, you say to yourself. She should go to Bella Infrared, but there's no semen for Bella Infrared around. So, you know, you either look there or you look for a, uh, a son of Bella Infrared, and Aussie Infrared stands out straight away, stands out that because he's the son and he's already worked fantastic with Barcia Bale. Yep. 
but he's already he's also worked really well with pitchers that have lots of the Paris match uh, in the in their in their pedigree because Bellerin for uh, sorry Aussie infrared is out of that line. So Wing Chun Girl has got two crosses of that in her pedigree. So you've got to go to Aussie infrared with her to to recreate a dog called Catch the Thief. Now that really should work for her, but. Um, I love obviously Adana Rico out of the out of Bella Rico, who is the the half uh, Wing Chun girl's half brother. Adana Rico is by Fernando Bart. So and being by Barcia Bale, you say to to the people that have got Wing Chun girl, well you've got to look at Fernando Bale because of the proven cross with Barcia Bale. But also the proven cross with the mother, Bella Rico. But I love also a potential mating to a dog like Out of Range because Stagger has a has a cross in his pedigree of Puzzle Prize, and Stagger is the sire of Bella Rico. Now in Out of Range is a dog called Knockabout Rock, who is a brother to Puzzle Prize. So when uh, a, a stagger bitch was mated to hooked on scotch, the half brother to out of range. It brought in that that knockabout walk puzzle prize cross, and that produced rejuvenate and his brother hot scotch, and they are superstars. Yeah. So what we'd be doing by putting wing chunk girl to out of range is recreating to a degree the pedigree that produced Rejuvenate and Hot Scotch, both outstanding sprinters. Yeah. So that's what we're – that's 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 a way we do it. Yeah. But, but all, all that is is knowing the, the pedigrees that uh, that uh, that are done and, and the success of the lines. And, and yeah, Wing Chun Girl, she's, she's virtual special to become a – a successful brood bitch. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a really good race bitch. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I get um, I get a lot of people saying to me, "Oh, you know, I've gone to such and such because um, my bitch was a bit slow early, and I'm trying to incorporate some early speed." Is that is that a good way of looking at it in some instances? Oh, for sure, for sure. And you can look. You know, the 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 one the one that amazes me though is. The other way, where you've got a speedy bitch and you're trying to go to a uh, uh, to put some stamina into them, and and so they what do they do? They go to a stayer, yes. and and they say, oh, I'll, I'll get the middle of the range. Well, that doesn't work. That does <laughs> not work. But what it does, but what you do do to try and get um, stamina is to a stud dog that produces stamina. That yes. that. That gets strong progeny, and now out of range is one, um, but he also gets sprinters. So, you know, he he he's a stud dog. And look, Barcia Bale got stayers because his mother, Princess Bale, was a stayer. Now, Fernando Bale gets stayers as well. He has look at Tornado Tears. Well, Tornado Tears, pardon me, Tornado Tears' mother, Tears Siam, was a stayer, and a and a sister to Space yes. Star, who was a champion stayer. So. You know, yeah, but if you're looking at dead speed, you, you still don't go the 300-metre specialist. You go the, the the speedy 500 dog that could lead 
and lead easily around the first turn. That's how you get pace into a into a, uh, a stamina bitch or uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah Sometimes you'll never get it. Yeah. But you, you, that's how you can try to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, I, I get people saying to me, "Oh, I've got this bitch. She might have only got four hundred, maybe four fifty at best. I'm yeah. trying to breed a stayer. Realistically, is that is it highly unlikely of happening? Uh, probably, but you can give it a try. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that when stud dogs like out of range who do throw stamina, and uh, and he's got quite a number of stayers in his in his best progeny is Arbel uh, over in Western Australia, those sorts of dogs. And uh, talking to Darren Pulio, uh, the response to him in uh, Ireland has been great. But he's uh, over there. He's also noted for the strength that he puts into his uh, into his progeny. And why is that? Because his mother, Nikki Fields, was a Group One stayer. Yeah. And also her brother, Extreme Knocker, was a was a very strong dog as well. So there's your strength in that in that family. Yep. And that's why he can put in strength. But that dog was a was a Group One sprinter. He won the uh, he won the National Derby and uh, and the Silver Chief. So he was a uh, a really good sprinter when he was young. So yep. and his brother hooked on Scotch, he, half brother. He he was a speedster uh, and, and is throwing uh, um, speed, but he's also throwing stamina. He's got that dog locked on Scotch. It was beating a, a leap in that Group 1 700 race at, uh, during the Winter Carnival in Queensland. Yeah, so, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, bit of a question without notice. Um, this, this is my curiosity, but I have had a couple of people say to me, can, can you ask Dave this question? Why do ordinary bitches that have, you know, probably not had the best race careers sometimes throw phenomenal dogs? And does that just come back to bloodlines, good bloodlines? I see it all the time, and I see I see some some pedigrees uh, where you say to yourself, "Why did they breed with her, and, and <laughs> how did she become a success?" And quite often, when you actually delve into the bitch and her performances and and her her natural ability that may never have been seen uh there's a there's a behind the scenes if yeah. you if you know what i mean um that can that can be a case um in a, in a in a in an instance of my own when we were training i had a little bitch uh who was out of a greyhound of the year and uh, she had 15 starts for five wounds over over two and a half years. Now, that had to tell you something. The bitch could run like the wind, um, but she kept breaking down on me. And no matter what we did, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't keep her up. And she had 10 months off with a stuffed toe and trying to fix it up all the time. And we had you know, implants put in and they didn't work and all that. And then he, anyway, when she retired, because she was out of a grand a year and I knew how good she was, we bred her pretty short. And that litter uh, produced five individual city winners and all five of those uh, made group races. 
So that's what she gave us without uh, without appearing to have like she wasn't a city winner, but she there's no doubt she would have stand up to uh, racing. She would have won. 20 in town she was that fast yeah yeah yeah. it sort of probably just a recent example i've seen um i caught a dog for pete at richmond straight last week um sicario i think you say his name sicario beast 1759 or something like that he went on debut which is obviously you know you won't see him go much quicker than that um out of a bitch called oscar's alibi by beast unleashed and she only won three of 27 and i had a couple people say who is this bitch i've never ever heard of her but if you go back like you just said perfect example you go back and look yeah she may have only won three races but one was in 30 and 7 at richmond over the old 535 22 5 at bulleye so while she didn't win a lot of races and she went in the city you could tell the ability was there Oh, look, um, uh, interestingly, um, I was talking to the people that uh, bred Brimstone who, who ran down Magistrate and held off the uh, track record holder Blue Hornet and, at Ipswich on Saturday night and uh, the second mother uh, won one race and but um, she came from a litter of uh, five who all won city races? That bitch won a city race, and then they bred bred with her, and she uh, she her mother her daughter a game was a uh, futurity finalist at Albion Park, and now she's produced this dog Brimstone, who is outstanding. He's had uh, nine starts for six wins, and he's got a sister called Icy Eyes who uh, Michael and is Emma train as well, and Michael's told me personally she's anything as a stayer when she grows, when she uh, gets up over distance. So there's, there's uh, an example of two generations down from a bitch that won one race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that bitch also um, uh, was from the Wheeler family, and she was mated to uh, to Buckle Up Wes, who's from the Wheeler family, and so they, that produced a game who is saturated by this time with the Wheeler family, and uh, and so she had to be a bit of a success at start and, and already being a group pitch. So there you go. Yep. Yeah, produced and- Brimstone, who who won that Young Guns in twenty nine forty. So he's uh, he's outstanding. Yeah. Yep. Um, just finally, what I know again, we have spoken about this before, but what do you see as being the biggest mistake that people can make when breeding? I, I know we have spoken before about you saying, look, some bitches just shouldn't be bred with full stop. Um, and I, I think, unfortunately, people just think, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to have a go anyway. If, if people produce a litter and it, the first litter's not much good, should they stop after that? Possibly. It all depends on how she was bred. Um, and, and look, and, and the success or failure of some litters also depends on who welcomes them. Yeah, that's who right. Them, who, yep. who, who trains them. And, and quite often, um, you know, you'll see, look, I, I, there, I, I can't remember the dog, but there was a very, very good uh, race dog. Uh, in New South Wales, whose mother was was flat out winning around Warhope and Taree and that, and yet she produced this really good dog. And I'm 
not 100% certain what his name was. And, and uh, but, yeah, I, look, it's hard for people to say to themselves, well, I'm not, uh, I, I, I've got to breed this, this bitch again, um, uh, even though none of the first litter can run. And well, you know um, that's that's hard to do, but um, uh, and sometimes uh, you know you've got to be very hard on yourself. Uh, my uh, mentor Ken McLean, the horse pedigree guy, said to me years ago. He said the hardest thing to do is to cull uh, animals, but that's what you should be doing if they're not not producing the goods for you. Yeah. You know, that's that's good advice. <laughs> so, yeah, we all get we all get a bit too biased, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And one of my pet hates is when people are just so quick to dismiss the sire. They breed one litter with a sire and go, it turns out no good. They go, nut that sire's no good. And I'm like, well, hang on, let's go back. What was the mum like? Where yeah. did you get them whelped? How did how were they it's broken his in? Fault. It's his fault. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Coleman, the great Jimmy Coleman, said to me years ago, he said, son, he said, if it's a good litter, he said, it's always the bloke's bitch, he said, but <laughs> if it's a bad litter, it's always my stud dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 100% right, yep, Jimmy. Definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. right. Okay, so that must be why dad takes credit when I do good things, but when I don't, he blames mum. Is that why? Well, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad knows. You just listen to your father. Yeah, yeah. No, he says the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.